baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in the new Sports Talk 97.7. We're a member of the Fox Sports Radio Network, The Edge, on a football Friday, dare I say it, near basketball season. College basketball opening uh, tonight, this weekend. The NBA going on, the NFL going on, college football, high school football, the World Series just got over. I mean, if we could have some ping pong, we would have, like, everything made. Appreciate you spending a part of your morning with us. Excited to be here today, folks. It's going to be a great show. You're welcome to chime in. 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Smarmy texts are welcome. Agree with us, disagree with us, agree with me, which you should. Disagree with Jamie, probably which you should as well. Uh, or agree with both of us, disagree with both Whatever you want there, but I have to think our odds are better. If Isaiah Bugs and Dale Moses are in Tiger uniforms instead of Crimson Tide, and that's the biggest to me after seeing the game, particularly this last week. Um, you know, it's not... One thing, everybody's going to lose players, but it, to lose difference makers like Isaiah Bugs and Dylan Moses and uh, Devontae Smith almost caught a touchdown pass to get out of a meet that LSU put a real uh, late charge on. Now, how many kids were lost in the process because of the coaching change? I don't know. Um, you know, it's hard to conjecture. Do you, that's one of the things these, these schools need to be thinking about as they're changing coaches. Is uh, I just saw the other day a kid right out of Knoxville, Cade Mays, five-star offensive lineman, right uh, – Right in Tennessee's backyard, decommitted because he's sensing that uh, Butch Jones is going to be fired there. So uh, anyway, th- before you uh, fire everybody, uh, it's something to think about. One of the biggest things to think about is how it's going to affect your recruiting class. And many schools are at a point where they're willing to sacrifice a year in order to get who they think is going to turn the whole thing around. So it's like anyway. being lost in the woods. Yeah. At some point, you're going to go, "Hey, you know what? We're lost." Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to make it. We got to make a change. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. Look at Tennessee. I'll give you a great example. Tennessee was not happy with Philip Fulmer. They felt like they should have a better program. The program has never even come close to what Phil, Philip Fulmer had it at when they fired him. Right. Uh, we could go with Bobby Petrino at Arkansas. Now, granted, it was for a little bit different reason. Uh, Petrino and Philip Fulmer, nonetheless. The results have been, at best, mediocrity. At, at, at absolute best, mediocrity. Well, in two, Terry, you know, um, Sean also had a, a young a guy out of El Dorado that he knows real well, a buddy of his named Carter Bryant, uh, from a big uh, Arkansas guy. And, uh, you know, obviously there's the, the heat on Brett Belima. I mean, a lot could be riding on him as he finishes out uh, the season at Arkansas. And, uh, Jamie, what? I mean, seriously. The what? names he threw out there were Mike Norvell of Memphis, Gus Malzahn, and one Les Miles. It, what did it hurt? If you look, if you're, if we got a lot of Arkansas fans that listen, and I'm yeah. not, I'm not anti Arkansas. No, I, mean, I, I like Arkansas. Are they my favorite? No, I'm not anti. I mean, I'm just a real. What name gets Arkansas your fan base fired up? Or what name would get the, uh, 
you know, what Florida fan base fired up. I would suggest to you when they hired McIlwain, uh, the first sleep night to get a job, that didn't really just trip anybody out. Did, they didn't, did they didn't go well. parades. He had done well at Colorado State. Certainly he had done well at um, uh, Alabama as the coordinator. But just because you're a good coordinator necessarily doesn't translate into being a head coach. And there, it was funny, I was talking to a head coach yesterday, a football coach, a really good friend of mine, and we were talking about our days as assistant coaches. As an assistant coach, it's so much more fun. It really is. You can be buddies with the players almost. Your responsibilities are different. You move that one seat over or that one seat up as the head coach. Now you have the weight of the world on you. You get a lot of credit. You get a lot of blame, uh, neither neither of which uh, sometimes is your fault, but you've got to be held accountable for it. So, you know, if you're Arkansas, one of the reasonable expectations if you're in the SEC West, Jamie, if you're LSU, LSU feels like they should challenge for the SEC West championship with Alabama. Auburn feels that way. Do you really think anybody else? I know uh, Arkansas wants to feel like they can challenge. And Bobby Petrino had them challenging, Jamie. Oh, they, they were challenging. They were clearly the third-best team in there uh, between them and Auburn. LSU-Alabama clearly better than the rest, but did LSU, excuse me, Auburn and Arkansas right there. If you're Mississippi State, you're not going to challenge for that on a yearly basis. If you're Ole Miss, you're not going to challenge for that on a yearly basis. Uh, despite my Texas ties and my love of Texas, Texas A&M is not going to challenge for that on a yearly basis at this point. So what's reality? Tennessee. What's reality? I think the SEC East is imminently more winnable than the SEC East or West. Oh, there's no question about it. And I think right now, Terry, I think, uh, you know, one of the things he, uh, Carter also brought out, I mean, he got 14 kids from the state of Louisiana on Arkansas's roster, including the, he probably won't play because he's hurt, but Cole Kelly, big six, seven kid out of St. Thomas Moore, has stepped in and been the, you know, the quarterback there. So Arkansas's got some talent. Uh, it just doesn't have the numbers. And they'll they'll be geeked up to play LSU. Yeah, but I mean they can recruit Oklahoma and Texas and uh, maybe Arkansas, Missouri. Arkansas yep. is Tennessee. Yes, in, in, in one way, yes, but it's, it's a better job than Tennessee in other ways. Yep. Because in Arkansas, you can recruit Oklahoma, Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi. You're not going to have enough players out of Arkansas to keep you competitive on the elite national level. And you know what? Let me tell you something else. You're not going to have that many out of Louisiana. You can't go just Louisiana. Right. You can't do it and compete on a national level every season. Alabama doesn't do it with Alabama players. Florida, Texas, California, those three states, Georgia perhaps, that's about it. Well, I mean, I think your point about Alabama is well made because you've seen their footprint grow since they've had their success over the, you know, the landscape of the whole country. Uh, now you're probably seeing Auburn recruit more Bama players than, than Alabama is now um, by one or two. But obviously Alabama can, can cherry-pick who they want uh, out of the state sometimes. But, you know, Auburn's done a good job working Georgia and Florida as well as Alabama. But Alabama, they kind of stick to a more regional base, occasionally pick a kid up from somewhere around the country. But Alabama, uh, you know, they've gone to Washington, D.C., Maryland, California. They Hawaii. Got Hawaii. Alabama schools. Hawaii. I mean, that's, I guess when you have that kind of success, your footprint can expand. And, you know, the, the fan base in Alabama doesn't care. I mean, they just want to do what they're doing and, and just annihilate people. Richie and being boy. And, and I wasn't even going to bring this up. Thank you, Richie. <laughs> he goes, one name that gets people fired up. 
John won't happen, Groot. I saw a thing on Yahoo Sports the other day. Tennessee apparently offered John Groot Knoxville. <laughs> and half Probably of Nashville. So. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to give you the grand old Opry if you will come. You know, John Groot has been out of football for, what, 15 years? He never worked. You think John Groot might have some NCAA issues? In uh, back in, yeah, a lot. He's oh, got, my God. Uh, he's making like 6.3 um, right now in his current job, but it is looking like um, – um, you know, Knox. That's that's of course the the concept there being that his his wife's in that area, his son's going to school at Tennessee. You know, it's it's always conjecture on his part. But if somebody said, why would he give up a job where he's got to work three days a week, making six point three for all the headaches? And you're right, I think he'd have a little trouble negotiating the NCAA rule book because John Gruden's not used to that in the NFL. And could he? You know, I think the problem is, could he put it in a He'd have to kind of—I don't mean this in a bad way—but he'd kind of have to dummy down his playbook and you know all this kind of stuff. I mean, he's used to—if you ever watched him on quarterback—I mean, it's, it's like it's like takes three minutes to announce the play, uh, you know. Uh, and it's a lot of that smoke and mirrors too. Could probably you, so. Quarterbacks have to be really sharp. And there's code, code words, you know, you pick up in that, but in those signals, you're right. But that's what he enjoys doing. To me, that's what he prefers than even the analyst. He he likes getting out with those players and. You know, being in the room with the quarterbacks and, and making seven million dollars a year, and making seven million. Why would you give that gig up? I, I perfectly understand why John Cruden's happy in the booth. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I mean, what what name fires you up, and what's a reality for your team, folks? I mean, everybody. You know, if Alabama loses, let's just say they lose to Mississippi State and they lose to uh, to Georgia or Auburn, you'll have people really going out of their way. Hey, the game is passing Nick Saban by. Exactly. We we need. You know, he's been great, I know that, but the game is – I guarantee you, you'll have people on the – you have people on the message boards last year if they lost to Clemson. The game is passing Nick Saban by. But, you know, if you listen to Fanboy, you're going to be sitting in the stands next to Fanboy. Well, I mean, if you – really, since Johnny Majors is going back to Tennessee – Man, i got a great Johnny Majors story. Yeah, I'd, love, I'd love to hear it. And um, Let's just say Johnny – I ain't going to go there. Well, it was – you know, understood that maybe uh, Johnny Majors and Phil Fulmer, Fulmer may have been doing some things behind the scenes to expose Johnny Majors and uh, a lot of things. Yeah, who knows? It's all conjecture at this point. Phil Fulmer had a nice run. Johnny Majors had a nice run. And since then, it's been, you know, trying a to find their fire. Well, they just haven't found a Johnny Majors or a Phil Fulmer again. So, um, you know, I don't think turnover is necessarily all you ask for. Um Again, but we're going to see it. I mean, there's conjecture right now. There could be anywhere between three to three to six. If they lose, fire them, Jamie. That's what we do these days. Fire anybody that loses. Fanboy is is upset. Fire everybody. But I mean, Mississippi State. Look at that program. Dan Mullins has been there nine years. There's a program that, if you really look at it, I mean, they. they I think no wonder he's in demand because he's. He's gotten a, a program with with limited resources. Who's this? Mullen, at, at state. Yes, and, and you know, compared to Alabama and Auburn and LSU, yeah, their fans don't expect. You know, they would love to have it, but they don't expect an SEC, you know, West Championship every year. But they know they're good enough. Have they ever, cycle, had, have they ever had one? Yeah, they've when? gone to. The, I think they've gone to the SEC Championship, but oh, Mississippi State. Yes, yeah, out of the West. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Um. I think that you're probably right, but I'm not going to give you that credit. Um, 
I want to eventually have you on. Back, no, back, back in the. It's been a long time, but they have. You're right because you know we can't remember the end of the week, but it's it it re, you know you can cycle through at Mississippi State and every four or five years be right there in the running. So and maybe every three. I mean, he's got that. That to me is what you want. You've got consistency at State for the most part. You may have a really down year, one or two years, uh, but you got consistency, and that's what coaching stability does. If you got a coach that's good enough and a system that's good enough, um, you know, obviously, Les. I think Les was there eleven years at, at LSU. Um, you know, I think the thing is, if you change, if you get rid of Brett Belima and bring in Les Miles, what have you really changed? Um, and Les Les has got a, you know, going to completely change his philosophy which he said he was going to do. But I don't know, quite frankly, being closer to Les's age than probably Brett Berlinga's, I don't know if I'm if he's capable of that. I mean, he, there's some things that... Why would you change if you win 80% of your game? If you can... I mean, why, I mean, seriously, why... You're going to tell this man, Joe Oliva, for example, well, who Joe Oliva's never won anything in his life. He's had a reputation of being a colossal disaster in everything he's ever managed. And Joe Oliva is going to tell you, a guy that went 78% of his games, you're the winningest coach in school history. Now, did I agree with everything? No, but I'm a fanboy in that respect, too. You're going to check. No, I'm not. Harry. I win 80% of my games. Nick Saban. Joe, go jump in a lake. Nick Saban won 98% of his games and still changed his offense, bringing in Lane Kiffin and now Brian Dabble. And that was his choice. Because he knew he had to evolve because the only way – he was smart enough to hey the only people I've lost to are people with with spread offenses. So he's got the best of both worlds. He's trying to develop a, a spread guy, Jalen Hurts, who can beat you. Who let's be honest, he beat you with your feet. Yeah, no, and, and I don't I don't disagree with that. But I think it's the arrogance of, of fanboys, of, of fan bases that are just spoiled. Uh, speaking of such, we'll get into Ben Simmons. We're late for a break. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jimmy Fox, The Edge on a Football Friday. This segment brought to you by our friends at Power Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see Jay and Company, Tower Drive, and Monroe. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back, kid. Sometimes you really scare me. You know that? Talk 97.7. One of the very uh, stunningly attractive Jamie Fox. <laughs> By the way, well, I'll bring that up later if Coach O makes an entrance today. I'll, I'll, uh, that, to me, is one of the things that defies physics and the laws of nature. How in the world did Brett Belima, who's a large man, let's just be honest, he's a large he, he's a big dude. Big dude. Chris uh, Farley-like. Not not necessarily GQ-ish, you'd say. I mean, a nice, I mean, not a, I mean just a, can we say GQ cubed? I'll just say he's got a strong Midwestern influence on him. I mean, his, his everything, you look at Brett Belima, who well, I think pretty decent, worked out well at Wisconsin. He ain't buying stuff off the rack at the series. No. All right, making a lot of money. Uh, how? How in the world do you land the big fish like that smoking hot wife he's got? Do you know what SEC head football coaches make, Jamie? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I'll, I'll make this very simple Are for you. Are you implying that people marry for money? Uh, yes, I am. Are you implying that? Yes, I am. I'm shocked. 
What does he make a year? Probably four, five, uh, three to four, three, three to four. Whew, but he's going to get like a nine million dollar buyout if they fire him. Hey, baby, guess what? I got fired today. Here's my nine million dollars separate. I love you. Well, it can happen, and um, you know what she's thinking. Worst case, worst case scenario, and I'm sure hopefully they have a very happy marriage. And I'm making light of this. Worst case scenario, he gets his nine million dollar buyout. She's thinking, I just made four and a half million dollars. Yes, it's a well, good, it's a good day. Yeah, but it's, you, know, you got to invest wisely, or it doesn't last, my dear. You can't, you can't buy Gucci every day. Uh, for, or you can for four and a half million. Yes, I can. Or for Leangelo, you can, uh, you can steal them. Um, oh, but that's, that's not looking good. No, it's not. Uh, I think they're going to get out of it with a fine. Yeah. Uh, the question becomes, if you're Steve Alford, if you're UCLA, what is it that you do? And here's the other thing with UCLA. Here's the NCAA kicker, Jamie Foxx. For example, uh, I've had a player or two arrested in my time. No. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes it's like I had one that got a DUI. Okay. Uh, I've had other kids just, you know, just – it's it's very disturbing things, but it's nothing like it's not like they went on a shooting. Like okay? what you're saying is a couple of things you bailed me out the last couple. Of weeks. So here's the deal. Okay. Here's the deal with NCAA. When I had a player that was arrested for DUI, mm-hmm. I went down to the jail and to find out everything going on. I personally or the school could not post bail. Okay. So you got to call his parents mm-hmm. and you got to say, hey, so and so, your son just got arrested. I legally because it's an extra benefit because you don't do that for every single student at that university. That's true. So here's the kicker. What if the kid's parents don't have any money? What, I mean, what if they don't have the bail money? or the, the, I mean, you, just, you don't want to leave them in jail. And so there has to be things done. Uh, you know, the kids are scrambling. I know our kids, like, put up money. Uh, our players were pulling all their money together to get this kid out of jail. So here's the kicker. UCLA has retained legal services for these kids in China. Mm-hmm. So the bigger question, or a smaller question, rather, because, number one, not staying in a uh, foreign prison is probably your top priority. But number two, would UCLA do this, and I'm looking at it from the NCAA perspective, would UCLA do this for any kid that's ever been arrested overseas as one of their students? And if not, this is an extra benefit. Now, would they do, and I'm probably the only one in America that's brought this point up. This is true. Is it an extra benefit? If, if so... That kid's ineligible. All three of those kids are ineligible at that point. If now, Will the NCAA stay to their letter of the law? Or will they say, well, you know, in this case, there is an exception. And I get that there is a bigger picture. You don't want your stu- You know, they stole a pair of sunglasses, allegedly. You don't want to go to prison for 10 years for stealing. So I, I get that. I acknowledge that. The point being, letter of the law, because uh, the NCAA is all about. Is that your Chinese getting in Letter of the law? Letter of the law. Letter. Man, don't, <laughs> now you're making Asians mad. Uh, I make everybody. You're, you're equal opportunity. I'll give you that. Thank you. That's, that's way uh, at any rate, now that becomes the NCAA issue as well. And I promise you, nobody is, uh, has even thought of that. Maybe the UCLA have. Maybe I'm. I'm, I'm you know credit. that. And if somebody's, this is true because you've got, you know, you got three players involved: Angelo Ball, Jalen Hill, and, and Cody Riley. And if in a normal, probably in a normal, the, the, the Chinese law basically has two, two levels or tiers. They shoot uh, or put you in prison. Yeah, one's called legal criminal charge uh, system and one is administrative. And this kind of falls between, in, in Chinese law, this is kind of a trending criminal, but it is 
Uh, it looks like they're going to be – You could they could face a sentence between, as you mentioned, three to ten years. They're going to get off. They're going to get off. Well, they the are, if standard practices are applied. Now, unless LeBar gets involved, and here's the second, uh, as you said, probably additional benefit they're getting, is they get to stay 20 days of house arrest in the uh, Hyatt Regency Hangzhou. Now, they're guests of the Chinese government. They are guests right now, and so they'll probably have to uh, – oh, and guess what? Uh, think about this, America. Uh, they are also saying they'll probably receive permanent banishment from China. But, permanent for stealing sunglasses. But think says, about this. <laughs> think about this. I like this. Uh, but he says, let the kid out, lock the dad up. <laughs> Don't you know UCLA is going, hey, can we make a swap here? Hey, look, I've taken up LeVar Ball yeah. simply because I believe him to be a involved and good father. Is he a little over the top for me? Yes. I think he's playing a role. I've always thought he's playing a role. It's a WWE deal, which actually he's been on that some. I, I think it's a role. I think it's a game. I think he's marketing. Uh, I think it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I think it rubs a lot of people the right way. Well, he I give him credit in this case. He's... Uh, I think he's a, he's very concerned, Father, right now because he he released a statement recently saying, uh, you know, uh, that the social that the the process could take months. I mean, he Levar Ball is like he's he's very nervous right now. I don't think this guy's not a sharp guy because he is. Oh, he is. He's but I playing think, a villain role. He's playing Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey, and everybody that doesn't like he's Muhammad Ali, he's Johnny Menzel, he's everything that so many and, and older people, Jamie. I, myself included, older people don't like the bravado. They just don't. Younger people are going, yeah, I like that. And you got people in between. That's what LeVar Ball is. People, well, he's found a way to make money, and he's got three kids to raise, and I think he's done a good job as far as – Look, LeVar Ball has done a great job raising his kids. Now, people are going to text, well, if he'd done such a great job, the kid wouldn't have been stealing sunglasses. You know what? Raise your hand if you've never done something stupid. Um yeah, I, at 19 years old. Seriously, but at the same time, I think you know, it, and it does rub some people. And I, I don't like all the. But again, it's it's his choice. That's the way he's chosen to market. And, and if he and can it's make working, a, and he can make money at it, go go after it. You know, as long as he pays his taxes and obeys the law, uh, not including you know, I'm going to give Leangelo a pass here as an 18 year old. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as he's otherwise a good citizen. He can be a blowhard all he wants. It, you know, I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to buy the shoes. I don't have to do any of that. I have a choice. He is, uh, but I will give him this. He, I think he does care deeply about his children, and uh, he does, you know, obviously is concerned about it. I think this is his middle or youngest. I'm not sure. That's his middle but, child. But I'm, but I'm, I'm telling you, Terry, you're right. This is, this is what's scary. Is all those who, you know, want to. I mean, our country is far from perfect, right? Uh, but you start comparing our system of justice, and you know that's come under scrutiny right now, right? Mm-hmm. Our system of justice is so inequitable and everything. I present to you the Chinese system of justice, and tell me that we're all that bad. No, I mean this guy. I mean honestly, if this wasn't a prominent citizen involved with a prominent American institution, there's very conceivable these kids could spend between three and ten years of hard confinement in a Chinese prison well, if, if they weren't 
High profile. Exactly. And, and the ball kid being a, a very helpful part. You know, Steve Auburn's got to be scratching his head. You just got rid of for stealing, for stealing a pair of sunglasses. For stealing a pair of sunglasses, which I guarantee you, one of them stolen. Hey, who did it? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and they arrest all of them. So, you know, it's crazy stuff going on, Jamie. It's stupid. It's juvenile. It's childish. Uh, you know, we, what was the text here? Does I, it involve three to, even three to ten years in prison? No, but you know what? We're not China. And they met out there. I mean, I told you the story, you know, ad nauseum about what my brother observed in, in other Well, countries. to your point uh, about your brother observing the kid with his hand chopper, take one of his hands. Seems fair. Surely he can still play with one. Uh, this uh, father of year is so distraught over his son's arrest, he tweeted out a smiling face and a big baller brand pop-up shop in China while his kid sits in prison. I originally probably don't think LeVar Ball nor any of us thought how significant this was. Because, you know, if somebody gets arrested here for stealing a pair of sunglasses, and I've actually had one player arrested. I'll tell you this story real quick before we go to break. I had a player in junior college. uh, Like five of them go to the mall and somebody steals a pair of sunglasses. Naturally, nobody will admit to it, so the police arrest all of them. Part of their agreement is they had to write a letter each month to the judge because they got adjudicated probation. Uh, this is what I'm doing. Hey, I'm uh, in school. I'm taking 12 hours. I'm working part-time. At Wendy, you know, whatever that may be. When this kid forgets to write the letter, you know, like four months in a row, they swim the SWAT team to pick him up, fugitive recovery. And so I'm thinking, okay, I wake up. And this is my thought process. I wake up every single day and think, okay, what do I have to do to not be arrested in status jail? And, oh, yeah, i got to write the letter to the so I'm emailing it, I'm faxing it, I'm sending it by courier pigeon, yeah. I, I'm FedExing it forward. To, hey, did you get my letter? This kid like, oh, I forgot. Uh, but you don't forget again. And the SWAT team comes to pick him up. So it can happen. We are late for a break. You know, this is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, The Edge, the same brought to you by, appropriately enough, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney <laughs> law. Tremendous federal-based attorney specialized in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury. And if you'd like to shop with some sunglasses, Bobby can probably help you out with that, too. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411, 324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law extraordinaire. Give him a call today. Back in a minute. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. This segment brought to you by friends at Spa Nivelle. Prepare for the special people in your life, Jamie Foxx. Get them a Spa Nivelle gift certificate. Spa Nivelle, Lammy Lane in Monroe, 807-1060. 318-807-1060. Let me make you feel old. Okay. 23 years ago today, November 10th, the movie Little Giants was released. Little Giants. Little Giants. Have you ever seen Little Giants? I have never even heard of Little Giants. It's a football movie with little kids, and they're oh, Al Bundy's in it, and uh, it was an epic movie. You know, Shaw was a little bit older by then, so I guess, you know, he was uh, watching other... Uh, what year was it? Uh, 23 years ago today, so do the math on that one. So, what, 20 years ago would have been 97, so 95? Oh, yeah, he was born in 82. 95, though. Okay. Well... Little Giants. Yeah. Maybe that could have been made about me. Rick Moranis. Yeah, you sort of yeah. favor Rick little, Moranis a little, little bit. Rick Moranis, yeah. Sort of. Uh, I want to say also a very happy and proud Veterans Day to all of our veterans out there and families of veterans. Uh, John Faber, uh, appreciate your service and, and everybody out there serving to make America 
uh, free and uh, have the ability to yell at each other and throw stuff. Uh, the veterans that have uh, passed away, Parrish is in uh, defense of our country and the ones that have served and are currently serving. I've got my oldest son, who actually is going to be a lieutenant. He's going to get a promotion here in about two months. Fantastic. Getting ready to go to Ranger School in January. You know, like it's really cold, so that'll be cool. Uh, cold, actually. Ranger School in January. Um, my dad was a World War II veteran. And my youngest son, no doubt, will be in the military uh, in the not-too-distant future. So, well, shout out to all those proud guys. Of, proud of all those guys. and very grateful for their service. He's, uh, as, as the clock turns into 2018, uh, 2017, we've lost a lot of a lot of great veterans. Um, obviously, um, I think New Orleans, the Saints recognized one that was 110 years old, or 108, I think, the other day. But anyway, uh, a lot older than you and me. And, uh, again, happy Veterans Day to all our vets, and thank you so much for your service. And speaking of service, um, Jameis Winston had to serve over a $12,000 fine for uh, his role in poking Marshawn Lattimore. And um, got his uh, wide receiver, Mike Evans, suspended for a game. Um, the NFL Selective Enforcement uh, League uh, has uh, decided not to suspend A.J. Green and Jalen Ramsey for their fight. Uh, all this has brought Jerry, jo- to Jerry Jones' attention, probably because of Ezekiel Elliott to some extent. But he's now filed... A, or has a, is about to file a lawsuit. Uh, he's very much against the extension <laughs> of Roger Goodell's contract. So, Jeff, you won't understand this text. Okay. But I'm going to make you watch this movie. I forget, you're not a big movie guy. I'm a huge, you know why I'm such a movie guy? I've spent half my life on charter buses, and the one good thing is the head coach, you get to choose the movie everybody watches. Well, that's good. And so I exposed a whole new generation to The Godfather and. Uh, all sorts of movies. And that explains a lot. Well, you like The Walking Dead. I, that's, you know, that's all I got. Have you ever seen about. Detroit Rock City? No. You, you were, were you a Kiss fan growing up? Yeah, I kind of was a Kiss. Do you fan. have Netflix? No, but I. Do, Sean has Netflix. Yeah, he does. Okay, get Sean's password. Sit down, watch Detroit Rock City. You will laugh your little elf heart off. Is that where they? Uh, is it uh, Spinal Tap? The group is, no, 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 okay. no. This is this is a. Right. Uh, you, you Are you surprised that I don't know about the final tap? Don't yeah, you? I was. But Ty and Jonesboro, you won't get this. Talking about little giants, Spike don't play with girls. <laughs> uh, Steve goes, hey, in 22 years at Division One schools, Nick Saban is 219, 61 and one, 11 and nine bowl games. Les Miles was 114, 34 and seven and four. The winning percentages are 78, 77 percent respectively. Saban may be the best, but anyone who says Les didn't have anything to contribute should look at the record. Uh, Ty, while I sit here in my patrol car eating donuts and polishing my Oakleys, I have high school playoff football on my mind. Uh, Ty, if you are a police officer, which uh, if, if he is, we're I'm, I love police officers listening to the show, and uh, we're very supportive of such. So God bless you, sir, and uh, thank you for listening. Absolutely. And it is. Please don't pull me over as I go through there later today. By the way, he'll be heading south on 165 in about uh, two hours. So, um, Jimmy, I told you I've learned. What was that license plate again now, Terry? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I mean, think about the, the, the role that our uh, police officer, I mean, you know, you directing traffic, getting us to the games. 
safe and sound. If we happen to have trouble on the road, they're there for us. So uh, before we, uh, again, throw shade at our uh, our law enforcement folks, uh, thank you also for your service. A, a heartfelt thank you. But yes. first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, people that charge into very difficult situations while everybody else is running from them. Very easy to criticize them sometimes. And sometimes it's appropriate and just. And every officer that I know, they detest bad officers. Bad officers. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, so you know, hats off to them. I don't. I don't like to stereotype or lump stuff in there, but you know, those guys w- w- without those men and women of law enforcement, this uh, it would not be a good place. Well, to well, be. Terry, it's hard to believe though. To his to his point though about it's hard to believe it's the first round of the playoffs already. It's here. Sterlington come uh, last night. A little uh, little nerves. I had a couple of my Sterlington buddies texting me during the game last night. The old Baker Buffaloes came up, put a scare in the Panthers. Uh, Baker's pretty good ball club. They're the 32 seed, James. They were, but I mean, in the past, if Baker's put out a lot of good ball players. Uh, but to, but to your point, you know, they was 28-22, and then Sterlington well, the score speaks for itself. I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you what. It's a lot of points Sterlington gave up. And, and like I said, I coach there. I've got some great friends there. Uh, and I hope they win the whole thing. I'm, I'm a very big Sterlington. Uh, you know, I've still got roots there, and, and so I've been very proud of how they've done. Um, should be fun to go. you got West Monroe coming in tonight. I'm getting ready to travel to OCS. My St. Frederick's people are getting ready to go down to Unit. Uh, Cedar Creek hosting tonight. Washita, Ruston. So all, all hosting teams. tonight, yeah. Yep. And so it's going to be interesting to see uh, – how we come out of this, Mark and I will. Hey, very special edition of High School Rewind tomorrow morning. Oh dear at, God, at seven a.m. Folks, if you're if you're you know um, sober enough to turn on your radio uh, at uh, ninety-seven-seven at seven o'clock in the morning, you will catch the uh, Terry sleep Waldrop. deprived Terry Waldrop. Let's see, because you're going to get in probably what two, one two. Uh, let's see. If I leave, you need, out a, of police, there, you need a police escort. I'm sure I'll have enough police escorts. <laughs> On the road there. Uh, if I leave out of there at 9 30, 12 30, 1 ish, 1, 1 30. You'll get home. Yeah, about that. Okay, now listen, uh, let me give you a little Veal Flat advice. Um, do not be dissuaded by, I, I don't know if it's a German Schnauzer tank that greets you at the uh, town's entrance to Veal Flat, but it, don't worry, it can't, it's, it's inoperable as far as I know, so it can't shoot you, although I would try to find a way to do it if I could. Um, and um, they, speaking of the That police, was a terroristic threat directed at me, uh, Ty, for all you law, law enforcement people out there. So if I get shot by a tank tonight, come look for Santa Claus's favorite elf, Jamie Fox. Ty, it was a euphemism. Um, <laughs> just strictly, uh, it, it, this is the deal. Uh, okay, Nick. Uh, DUI, DUIs are, are frowned upon in Bill. I'm telling you, that's how they make their money down there. I it's told you, I don't dream. The only time I drink you is don't. during basketball games. You don't, and I on the bench. If I didn't have to do a show with you, I wouldn't drink. But I have to because I do a show. So uh, the thing about it is, uh, it's a uh, it's a neat little town. Uh, but watch out because Friday nights they do like to go out, as they say, pass a good time. Uh, it usually involves getting off work about three o'clock and immediately hitting uh, the forty ounces of Boudreaux's, Boudreaux's or whatever uh, crack, whatever. But anyway. Good times, people back there. They will. Uh, I told you, my mom grew up in Opelousas, right? And the sheriff there was Cat Doucette. I'm not sure if Cat wasn't from Bill Flat, but uh, went through five wives. He loved them all. And uh, but anyway, safe travels to all our folks down there. Thanks to uh, you folks out there, Ty, and that uh, directed us on the roads. And if they put on the blue light, just turn over and say, "Hey, 
I was scared because of the tank, and I didn't know how to evade. I thought it was coming after me. You know, of course, that's not going to work. It's right? not going to work, but hey, uh, and of course, please be careful. I, I told you my central Louisiana traffic stop, right? Let's hear it real quick. So we're going down to Lafayette. Because this is only a sports show, right? Yeah, this right before the break. Well, we're actually going to a sporting event. Going down, I have my whole family with me, and uh, we're going down. It was one of those 35 to 45 to 55, back to 35 zones. Oh, yeah, the old, the old trick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows about it? And I'm not paying attention, and rightfully so. So I see the blue lights in my movie. This is like two years ago. I see the blue lights in my So I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to make a point to my children how you deal with police and mm-hmm. getting pulled over. So I roll my window down. I get my license. I put my hands on the steering. It's broad daylight. So I put my hands on the steering wheel. He comes up. I simply reach and hand him my license out the window. The man never says a word. He writes my citation. He hands me my license and the citation back. There's not a word exchanged. Not Merry Christmas. Nothing. Happy New Year. Not a word. And so my kids are in the back like, what just happened? Guys, this was a business transaction. (laughs) Okay. I mean, there was no, you know, the guy was not worried. You know, I got a family full of people. My hands are on the steering wheel. This is the way you handle it. I'm guilty. Yeah. I mean, I did it. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it is. Like, that's the way you handle it. Ty, we hope you have a – if you have to pull some folks over there, we hope your day goes a lot like Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, know, a, it's, it's a, a business. business. Yeah. It's yeah. not his fault. I no. did it. Yeah. Now, did they have that thing set up so I would do that? Yes. Well, and you know what? It worked. We're late for a break. You're listening to Sports Talk <laughs> 97.7. This segment brought to you by all the fine law enforcement officials in Louisiana. God bless you guys and the job that you do. The Edge will return in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in the edge, the Friday edition. Football, basketball, baseball just got over. Uh, Lord knows I just need a little ping pong in my life to make it a trifecta. Jamie Fox's segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley. Supporting a worthwhile cause, incredibly worthwhile, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, got a few uh, big football games this weekend. Is it uh, week 11, college football season? What is it? Eight top 10, our top seven, match, seven top 20 matchups? Let's, see, uh, Let's run a couple of those down before we get out of here. You're also welcome to chime in. 888 993 Watch Watchtaw Valley Federal Credit Union text. Okay, we'll save the uh, we'll save the Georgia Auburn game for last of the top twenty five seven matchups. Uh, to me, is an interesting uh, one in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Number thirteen, Ohio State hosting number fourteen, Michigan State. I'm going uh, Terry, Ohio State twenty eight, Michigan State twenty four. I would tend to agree with that. I think it's going to be a closer game than what you expected. Ohio State has to bounce back because, believe it or not, they're still alive in this crazy stuff. Oh yeah, and absolutely. so is Michigan State. And so, yeah, I think Ohio State bounces back. Michigan State left for dead early in the year, put together some, some very big wins. So, yeah, I'm going Ohio State to uh, to win. Okay, our second matchup is in um, Ames, Iowa, I believe. Or still, no, I'm sorry, I believe Stillwater. But uh, it's number 15, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, uh, against uh, the surprising number 21, Iowa State. I thought Iowa State is hosting that. Is Iowa State not hosting I think they are. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. They are. I think Iowa State is hosting that in Ames. 
I'm going Oak State 34, Iowa State 21. Show me a little cyclone magic, you people in Iowa that think I never pull for you. I actually have reason to pull for you. A really good friend of mine's son is uh, probably the, the top wide receiver for Iowa State, Murdoch. So I'm going Iowa State to continue the magic. All right. 48-45. Wow. They kick a field goal late and send Van Gundy in the mullet to defeat and despair once again. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, 21 knocking off 15. How about here's, a, again, uh, the uh, the state that uh, Terry loves to hate, Iowa, number 20, visiting number 8, Wisconsin. That one's in Madison. I'm going Iowa. Again, Hawkeye Magic, 24, Wisconsin, 20. Uh, <laughs> you don't care. No. You don't care, do you? I, do I have to pick a winner? Can I hope they tie? Well, you pick one, but Iowa State, that's in the same state as Iowa. So, I have uh, respect for Iowa State. I tell you a lot. It, it does. I, can I pick? Can they? Can these? Can you get both of them losses? Give me a score. Oh my God! Uh, boy, this, this is this is like just the, the film on the inside. Well, of your you got to you brush your teeth. You, I got to do something you here. You got to pull for Iowa because no, no, no. Wisconsin's going to win the game. Wisconsin twenty-four, Iowa seventeen. Right. God, I hate that one. Okay. Uh, all right, let's Ugh. go with uh, number two, Alabama. Nine and zero versus number sixteen Mississippi State. That is in Cowbell City in Stark Vegas. I'm going. I think it'd be closer than people think, but I'm going Alabama twenty-seven, Mississippi State seventeen. Thirty-eight seventeen, Alabama. Thirty-eight seventeen. All right. All right. A biggie. In uh, Norman, number five Oklahoma hosts number six TCU. The Horn Frogs. Fascinating ball game. A lot of storylines here. I'm going with Oklahoma 31, TCU 27. I am a TCU fan, having worked in Fort Worth for a number of years. Uh, spoken to some of the same events with Gary Patterson. Uh, I like Gary Patterson a lot. We have a lot of local kids in the area. Or, or yeah, we have a number at TCU. We have a few at Oklahoma, too. That factors into my into right. my decision process. But uh, show me a little horn frog magic, folks. All right. They go up and dispatch the Sooner Schooner. 28-14. And you are wrong again. All right. Now, here's our uh, another marquee matchup. Number three, Notre Dame. The hated Irish. God, we agree on that, don't we? Yes. Going to Miami. To now, the love of our life, number seven, Miami. The Hurricanes in Coral Gables. I'm going, and I'm saying this mostly with with heart more than head. I'm going Miami 24, Notre Dame 21. What say you, Terry Walter? Well, my heart says Miami. My head says Notre Dame. Uh, since I don't really like Notre Dame, that means they'll probably win, and then Wisconsin will be in the – one of those two will be in the national championship game. Uh, I, I'm thinking Notre Dame goes down there. Hopefully I'm wrong on this. I think Notre Dame uh, wins the game. Uh, yeah, I think Miami is, is greatly overrated. Uh, Notre Dame has been in a game with Georgia. Uh, they've played a better competition. Uh, Notre Dame, 27. Miami, 14. Ouch. All right, and the biggie uh, in Auburn, on the Plains, the loveliest village on the plain. I've been there, and it is pretty lovely. Um, number one, Georgia, versus number 10, Auburn. That is, I believe, a 2.30 kickoff. And you are, what say you, Terry Waldrop? 35-21, Georgia. I'm going 
in an upset. Auburn, 28. Georgia, 27. All right, we have time for SEC real quick? Yes, or do we, we do. Move no, okay. we, we got a couple of All right, we've got a couple of these already covered, so we're, we're good. Uh, we've got, again, I've got Alabama beating Mississippi State, 27-17. Terry, you've got Alabama winning that one. Uh, you didn't, did you give me a score on that? Which one? Alabama, Mississippi State. 38-17. That's right. I've got selective amnesia myself. I picked Alabama, Auburn to beat Georgia 28-27. You said, uh, please hold. Uh, you've got 35-21 yep. Georgia over Auburn. And, of course, I will win that one. Uh, now, the fighting Randy Shannons of Florida Gators. Boy, do I miss Jim McElwain. Boy, if there was ever a team that didn't play Charlotte. Wisconsin – or Iowa, it's the Florida Gators. I missed the shark, uh, the shark wrangler. Uh, they are going to Columbia, South Carolina, to take on the Fighting Wheel Muskamps. I'm going Florida twenty, South Carolina thirty. What say you, Terry Walter? You are picking Florida Gators? No, I'm sorry. Did I say Florida? Yes. No. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm I'm a little dyslexic. I'm saying Florida twenty, South Carolina thirty. See, even the, the new math threw you there. Florida common, even okay. my common core math can figure that out. You got out. Florida scoring 20 points? Yeah, I did. Good Lord, and they're not playing Iowa or, or uh, Wisconsin? It's impressive, Jim. Uh, I've got South Carolina somehow winning the game. Uh, I'm going to go 7-6. Uh, <laughs> <seven> to six. <laughs> uh, Now you know why I'm Can I go 2 to nothing? Yeah, you probably could. All right. Uh, boy, you throw the records out when these two get together. The Kentucky Wildcats, I would say the surprising Kentucky Wildcats are visiting the Vanderbilt Commodores in Nashville. I'm going Kentucky 24, 24 Vanderbilt 21. Hey, we know what Vander football, Vanderbilt football is all about. When they Are they playing in Nashville? They are in Nashville. Well, you know what Vanderbilt football is. The guy said, bring on Bama. We want Bama. Then it's bring on whoever. And they, uh, Kentucky wins the game. Uh, 42-28. Doesn't make any difference. You'll be working for Vanderbilt grad one day anyway. Uh, Arkansas at LSU. Uh, horrible kickoff, 11 a.m. I not even had my first mimosa at that point. I will be at home, though, Ty. Please please let everybody know I will be at home watching all these games. Uh, will not move from the couch. And I'm going uh, in a surprise a little bit. Tight ball game. I'm going LSU 28 Arkansas, 20. Wow. Yeah. A little bit of a robbery game. So Louis, things, Louis the Fighting Belimas and yes. the Louisiana kids have an axe to grind. And I'm giving, I, would, I would pick Arkansas to win if I was basing it just on the white. But I'm going to go with, although Orgeron kind of outkicked his coverage, too. Uh, give me a Arkansas. Well, Belima's a clearly two-touchdown winner on that one. Yes. He's, he's a big man. I mean. That's a big man. He's 300-plus, I think. I think. Oh, he's God, Jamie's every bit of 350? I don't think so. Oh, I think he is. No, he's not 350. That dude is 350, man. He's right. enormous. Your score with the, uh, the LA, Eddies and the, the Louis Figs and, and LSU. Oh, boy, this is a tough one. Um, I think, I think Arkansas has always given LSU a Yeah, they, they have, except last year. Yeah, well, yeah. Last year, LSU handled them surprisingly well. 24 17, LSU over Arkansas. Yeah, tight ball game. Yeah, tight, tight ball game. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, they'll, they'll keep it close. So, at any rate, Jamie, it's been a good day today. Uh, stay tuned this afternoon for Sean Fox Sports Company. I know the lady textures and the lady grambling tigerette. Tip it off here real soon. Tip it off pretty quick. I know you got high school football uh, tonight coming at, what, 5 o'clock today, this afternoon? 
Yeah, we'll be on at 5. Uh, Sean and I go on at 3. Game night. So, yeah. And Mark Kramer and I will be on at 7 a.m. in the morning. So if you want to hear a blustery voice, uh, see me completely fatigued, stay tuned in the morning as I'll be journeying my way back from South Louisiana. Good luck to all of our team. Be safe to all of our listeners. I do want to give a shout-out to Tim in Calhoun, who is uh, a police officer for 34 years. 34? God bless all of you guys. And Richard Bimble, you're right. I can't quote Detroit Rock City very much on the air. But nonetheless, an epic movie. For our sponsors, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, for PowerWorks, Gourmet we'll Pizza by Design, Spina Bell, Bobby Manning, Attorney at Law, Vantage, and Dr. David Weber, Jimmy Cooley also. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, US 165 North. in Monroe. 318-345-4545. For Tabor, for Fox, I am Terry Walter. Aloha, folks. Have a great day.